Jeff, I need more. I need you to start treating me like the pest control guy treats me. Oh, come on. He listens to me. Ever since he started using Constant Contact, he uses analytics to understand what offers I really want. What does he have that I don't? A well-designed digital marketing platform that makes his small business more effective. Wow, I didn't even know you cared about analytics. Get into a serious business relationship. Constant Contact, all the digital marketing tools you need. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I'm Deborah Hartswell, and you're tuned into BBR Cryptid and Paranormal Investigations. Thank you for joining me, and I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you are well and enjoying your day. Cryptid creatures, the Bathgate mumbling voices, the Silverman, UFOs, and many more. The northeast of Scotland has some mysterious reports made of strange creatures, hairy upright ape men, sometimes known as the Silver Man or the Running Man, Fast Foot or the Ra. They're seen by ordinary people going about their everyday business when they're confronted by impossible creatures and also events that they struggle to explain. Many of their experiences you will hear are new and unpublished. Some you may have heard before, but I included them as the description and the location are important and they share a similarity within the events. Now, an area known as the Bathgate Hills is where I first heard the expression fast foot. And it happened in 1988. Uh, Bathgate Hills is in West Lothian. Um, and as I say, in the summer of 88, on a forest road to the southeast of Carnpapple, something was seen by a family out for a late night drive. At the wheel of the Fiesta was David Coleman, who was a father of three. And at the time, he was a 33-year-old mature student. His front seat passenger was his wife, Kathleen. While their two sons and a daughter, aged between six and 14, were in the back of the car. The strange encounter took place uh, one night on a road running parallel to Raven Craig Wood. And Raven Craig Wood is popularly known as the Knock Forest, less than a mile from their home in Bathgate. Now, the drive was unplanned. The youngsters had persuaded their father to take them for a ride in the new car. And as he headed for a small but steep incline, topped with a dangerous right-hand bend, David's attention was instantly drawn to his right-hand side. In a split second, he saw a glowing figure. It was in the classical running posture, moving extremely fast, possibly between 50 and 70 miles an hour. The figure was bulky and well over six feet tall. And as it ran in the opposite direction from the car, it had its head turned back towards us and it appeared to be scowling at us, said David. Silence gripped the car. Then Kathleen asked her husband, You did see that, didn't you? And the children shouted in unison, You saw the silver man, Daddy. Now, although the youngsters had 
unwittingly christened the bizarre creature the Silver Man, David said, the figure was white in colour, not silver. But I suppose it appeared that way to the children. And when I asked them some more, they said the figure was crouched at the side of the road. And as we approached it in the car, it took off through the forest. Kathleen supported David's account. She said there was complete silence until I asked David if he'd seen the figure, she said. The expression on his face told it all. Kathleen saw the figure disappear into the forest and she said, it was a human shape and I thought it was a male. I had the feeling it was not happy. It was not silver. It was more like a negative image. And I remember the children were very excited. Now, another strange encounter from the Bathgate Hills happened in 2004. And this report comes in the witnesses' own words. Hey all, I thought I'd share one of the scariest moments of my life so far. Even though there have been a few strange other experiences I can't explain that have happened over the years. One night, back in November 2004, myself and three of my mates were sitting in my car up in the Bathgate Hills. Uh, an area in West Lothian, Scotland, at about 2am. It was raining, but it was very fine light drizzle. And it was forming into small beads of water on my car because I'd waxed it earlier. I'd reversed the car up into some bushes in a small gravel type car park and I parked it there and we just started to chat back and forth. After about half an hour, I heard a man's voice coming from the back of my car. But he was talking in a different language, one I couldn't understand. It was also very low, more like a mumbling noise. I looked at my mates and by their expressions I could tell that they'd all heard it as well. We ignored it and kept on talking. Then we heard it again, but it was louder this time. As soon as I heard it for the second time, I reached for the keys to start the car and planted my foot on the pedal and we just took out of the car park. We reached a mate's house in town and I got out to let the passenger out of the car and we both noticed markings going from the roof above the driver's door down the rear passenger window and then onto the rear quarter panel of the car. It looked like someone or something had been trying to grab onto the car as I was pulling away, but they couldn't grip it because it was slippy, maybe because it was raining and I'd waxed the car. At this point, I'm really scared and so is my mate who's sitting at the window where the markings were. We then noticed triangle and circular markings on the two rear passenger windows. They looked like suction marks. One of the triangles was pointing upwards and one on the other window was pointing downwards. After I saw the other markings, that was it. I actually started to cry with fear and I'm used to being able to sit up in them hills on my own for hours and hours. When I used to use the CB radio when I was younger, I'd be there till all hours. But now I won't go near them. Or even go up there with my mates. It really freaks me out. Now, Bathgate and Pentland and their wonderful hills have many of the things we're used to seeing in the cryptid creature reports and unexplained events here in the UK. There's the old abandoned quarry, Standing Stones, a Stonehenge at Carnpapple site, the Knock Forest has its own stone circle, and the hills themselves have another four standing meneers or ancient stone sites. Just a short walk away, there's another hilly area called the Pentland Hills, which also has some very strange reports. In 2007, somebody reported howls there, 
Um, a few years ago now, I was wild camping and I heard a strange howl that doesn't fit with any wildlife that I know. I think it was around 2007. I was in my tent when I heard it. Now, I'm not sure about the time, but I think it was sometime after midnight. I don't remember exactly what date it was, but it could have been sometimes between July and August because the weather was really good. The howl seemed to come not far from Tarduff Road. The howl was quite long, it seemed loud, and it sounded like a cross between a wolf and a man to me. The pitch of the howl was quite low, I think. I only heard it the once, as I recall. In the Pentland Hills, there is also a report of what was described as a wild man. Now, a student nurse recounts a tale told to her brother about 16 years ago by an activity leader who was running his activity group. The person in question is used to being involved with the outdoors as they ran the Duke of Edinburgh Awards scheme um, and they did a number of outdoor activities. He said one night he was camping near Woodland when he'd gone away from his friends to relieve himself. He saw something he couldn't identify, which was large and black, and it was moving on two legs. And he got such a fright, he fell over a wall and ended up on his ass in the woods. In the hopes of answers, he apparently looked into black hat sightings for a while afterwards to see if that explained what he saw. But he came to the conclusion that a cat that size would not have been able to walk on two legs. The location of this sighting is somewhere in the Pendleton Hills near Edinburgh and would have happened around 1988. Kay herself said that she'd heard a few strange things from people when doing camping activities in Scotland, such as tents being collapsed in the middle of the night and suggested that maybe approaching the hiker and camping forums may be a good place to get information. And that's what I did. Uh, helpfulness and open attitude are very much appreciated. And that did lead me to a number of, um, quite a number of wild camping accounts, actually. Now, a life-changing out-of-body experience happened in the Pentland Hills, and it happened to a gent called Gary Richards, and he was happy to share that event with everybody. And he said, this happened in September of 2011. I've been an avid camper for most of my adult life. I have a small group of close friends that I go into the Pentland Hills with. The hike from the bus stop in Benali is quite arduous as you were climbing several hundred feet in all, around two miles straight up. We had two full packs each full of gear and supplies, which took well over two hours um, to get in, as neither of us are very fit. We got to our usual spot around 7pm. Our camping spot is on the left of the public footpath, heading southwest through the hill range, about 250 yards from the path. And we also camp in the same place right at the end of the tree line, which is down a man-made embankment. This spot is great because there's little wind and there's a small stream for fresh water. Directly to the south is the start of a very dense pine forest, which is pitch black, even in the height of the daylight. And to the southwest, it's open land that leads to a very scenic and beautiful reservoir, which is surrounded by pine trees. To the northwest, there is a very small pine forest, which I would estimate is only around two hectares, and at the bottom of this area is where we set up camp. We both have one-man tents, which is, we set up around three metres apart, with the entrances facing one another. We set up and spent a good night having a catch-up around the fire, and we're both really tired. We shut the camp down and entered our tents. 
By this time it was dark, but the dull glow from the fire provided a small amount of light, and I didn't bother hanging the torch in my tent, but Andy did. He then decided he would read for a bit, and I was so tired I decided to just get some sleep. Andy left his tent wide open. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Book screen and all. But I closed my tent off completely and turned over to go to sleep. Around five minutes had passed since I turned over to get some sleep when a very strange sensation started to come over me. It wasn't tiredness. It was more like weightlessness. And here's where things get weird. My mind was yanked out of my body like a giant vacuum cleaner had sucked me out and I found myself floating about 12 feet above my tent looking down. This was an incredibly upsetting experience. And from investigations I've done since, I think this is called an involuntary out-of-body experience. As I was floating there, my attention was drawn to dense pine tree forests to the southwest of the camp, where this very tall, dark figure started to emerge from the tree line. I remember thinking to myself, what the fuck's going on? I watched this massive thing walk straight past the fire, walk right between the two tents and into the small pine forest to the northeast, about 50 yards from our camp. My mind, my awareness was yanked again, being pulled in the direction that this creature was going. At this point, I was filled with a mixture of dread, confusion, curiosity. The creature walked into the tree line and I followed. When in the small pine forest and I watched this figure walk another 50 yards and come to a stop, I kind of floated down, so I was about 10 feet away from mid-torso. The figure, a creature, turned around and looked straight at me, completely silent and still. It was difficult to tell scale, but it looked massive. Not bulky, more athletically built. It was all covered in black hair. So black that the facial features were very hard to make out. It had a cone-shaped head and deep-set black eyes. It stood on two legs and it had very long arms. I don't know why I did this, but I tried to reach out to it for some reason and I saw my hand stretch out in front of me and move towards the chest. And as I moved closer, I focused my hand on where it was going and I looked nowhere else. My hand touched its chest and I could feel its coarse, thick hair. And I looked up into its eyes and it stared straight back into mine and I didn't feel afraid anymore. 
there was an overwhelming sense of peace that seemed to move right through me. And at that moment, I was sucked back into my body like I'd been shot through a gun. When I came back to my body, I snapped back into consciousness. I was soaking with a cold sweat. And to my utter surprise, my mate Ander was shouting and screaming in his tent. I quickly opened up my tent to make sure he was okay. And what I saw was a wreck of a man staring back at me. He was as white as a ghost and he said to me, Did you see that thing just walk straight through that camp? It was at this moment I realised that I had not been dreaming and that's when panic set in. We have never vacated a campsite so quickly in our lives and we were down that hill in record-breaking time. We talked very briefly about what happened when we got back to Benalla, but when I told him what happened to me, he completely lost it and almost had a breakdown. So after that day, I've never been back and Andy and I have never spoken about it again. Now, on studying the map, I realised there does seem to be a possible route or a pattern to the reports in this part of the UK. It would seem they kind of run from south of the Bathgate Hills. There's a corridor of sorts, a line of sighting reports that continue up the northeast coast, past the fourth estuary, and there's even a report coming very close to urban Edinburgh and the busy road network there. A family saw an ape-like creature on the busy bypass. A family see a gorilla-type ape creature close to a busy main road. This all happened on the 6th of December 2014, around 6pm in the evening, and it was reported in February 2015 by a work colleague to a newspaper. He describes driving home from watching a football match in Falkirk, uh, a Hibs and Falkirk away game, and that puts the date at the 6th of December 2014. He was with his two teenage children and a friend and they were driving on the city bypass near Edinburgh when he saw through the window what he described as something that looked like a cross between a chimp and a gorilla. It was moving on all fours along a strip of embankment just under the Calder roundabout on the west side of the city bypass. He stated it was moving at some speed. It seemed like it was scared and in a rush to get into some cover. And it was pretty big too. He estimates that it was around four feet high at the shoulder when down on all fours. He states that he turned his to see his daughter, who was in the front passenger seat, and asked if she'd seen it too, and she confirmed that she had. He did not see its face, just the shape of it. The location is highly unusual and there are no reports of escaped chimps or any other primates at that time from Edinburgh Zoo or the wildlife park in Stirlingshire, said the newspaper. Another area, just further north, the Polton Mill, um, there was an actual werewolf sighting um, around about, I think about 17 years ago now. Um, I first heard the same account 15 years ago, well, Probably, I would say, it was 17, 18 years ago, to be honest. Uh, and was told it on good authority from another researcher who interviewed one of the witnesses directly. Three guys, a painter and decorator crew, were driving up to storage blocks in the Polton Mill to resupply for next day's job. When they were up at the storage locker, they saw a seven to eight foot upright wolf standing on the roof of the building. 
This wolf jumped down and landed in front of them, on two feet, in front of the van. The boss rapidly reversed and they drove off. They never returned to the warehouses, which meant that they had to basically take the loss, losing masses of replacement materials and, and not doing the job. Now, the sighting reports above are not the only ones in this area. Just to the west is an area that can be accessed from the hills of Bathgate and Pentland, where there are strange reports of UFO abductions and running creatures. There was a UFO incident in 1979 when a forestry worker named Bob Taylor took his dog for a walk in the woodland near Dean's Livingston. He didn't expect the next few hours would generate headlines around the world as police launched an investigation into his possible abduction by aliens. The incident happened on November the 9th, 1979, and it led to a small village in West Lothian being dubbed the Twilight Zone after Bob reported seeing a large flying dome hovering above the forest floor. He described it as being made from a dark metallic material with a rough texture. It also had an outer rim with small propellers. And as he approached, two spheres dropped down and started forcibly dragging him towards the dome, their protruding spikes hooking onto his trousers. And after smelling a strong, acrid scent, he describes the feeling of being choked and he eventually lost his consciousness. When he came around, he was lying face down on the grass with his dog nearby. And although the strange objects had disappeared, he found that he couldn't speak and that his legs hurt. When he returned home, his wife was concerned at the state he was in. He appeared dishevelled, his clothes were torn, and police were contacted and found a strange mark in the soil beneath where the craft was said to have been hovering. They also determined it was likely his clothes had been ripped by a sharp upward pull. Now, Kirk Newton, there was in 1986-87, there was um, a report of a running creature. Um, it happened in the late evening, and a historical encounter, and it was reported in February 2015. Um, another work colleague who told Charmaine Fraser when he was a teenager growing up in town of Kirk Newton in West Lothian. He estimates the year to be around 86, 87, and he states that he and his friends were daring each other to walk in one set of local woods one night, and they couldn't do it, so eventually they decided to go together. As they were approaching the woods, they saw in the moonlight what is described as a large dark figure running across the field adjacent to the woods. It was reportedly running alternately upright and then down on all fours. It then vaulted a fence and it just glided over this fence and it looked like it had a really long neck. We thought it was trying to cut us off so we got out of there. He also reports that strange stuff used to happen in the local woods. One example he was able to give was when they were out with a friend and his dog and they approached the old walled burial ground in the woods. The dog stopped suddenly and tried to run away, straining on its lead. He states that it seemed frightened and desperate to get away and they decided to leave. He was kind enough to show me the exact location of the incident and it's on the outskirts of a small town and the area is a lot of thick old woodland and a nearby quarry which seems to be becoming the norm in many of the reports from Scotland. And it's also on the edge of the Pentland Hill Range. 
A UFO was also seen in the 1980s and Mr A Ferguson was parking his lorry when he saw a strip of bright silvery light in the sky and the object was speeding towards the Deshmont Law area which was where the other gentleman had his abduction encounter in 79. Now Cairn Papal is an ancient burial mound, um, a very special place. And there are a number of strange reports from Cairn Papel. One is, in the winter of 2003, sorry, 2003, I had recently passed my driving test and was going for a run in my car with my friend and his girlfriend. I'm from Falkirk area, so we came up through Tarpicken and we were not really heading in any particular direction. I was just happy to be driving and the view from the car was perfect. I saw a sign for Carnpapple and recognised it, so I started heading up that way. And I passed the lay-by at Carnpapple there and we headed towards Knock Hill. When my mate pointed out what looked like a man standing at the top of the hill looking down at us. I slowed the car down to look and saw he was right, there was somebody there. Oh yeah, I said, so it does. By this point, we were slowly passing the Knock Hill. And this dark figure came down that hill at a great speed. He was really moving at some pace. We got a big fright and I drove away as fast as I could. He didn't look like your average person would look and this figure was all dark in colour and it moved at a pace miles faster than I could. Now the incident remained pretty much unexplained and it gave us a scare but I didn't think too much of it and I'd forgotten all about it. Until a few years later in spring of 2006... I was out with a drive with a different mate and we were bored and it was a nice night so I sat, decided to head up to the Bathgate Hills. If it was clear, we could wander up to Carnpapple and get a good view of central Scotland. But it had been snowing about a week before and the snow had melted back home but there was still quite a bit on the side of the road. This didn't put us off as there hadn't been very much snow really. We parked up at the Carnpapple lay-by and headed up the stairs. The field before Cairnpapple was snow-covered and although we were not dressed for it, we kept heading in anyway. We had a laugh falling in the snow repeatedly and I fell waist-deep into a cairn at the Cairnpapple site. We were there for a few minutes before snow repeatedly came down. It started getting cold and I started to head back. I'm struggling to read the handwriting. The wind was picking up and the visibility was a bit poor by this time. We left the gate of Carnpapple and walked back into the field and within 15 seconds we both heard a noise from behind us. It was as if something was coming towards us and moving fast from the direction that we'd just been. I turned around but I could not see anything. Neither of us could. All we knew was that it was coming fast or at least it sounded as if it was moving very quickly at speed heading in our direction. We ran as fast as we could and we ended up losing the way back to the stairs. After a panic hunt for the steps, we found them and we rushed down them, got into the car and drove away. We couldn't explain what had happened to us and we were shaken up and very confused. We kept talking about it and decided whether to go back or not. I couldn't stop thinking about it and what had happened. And you'd think, after two scary experiences, I'd avoid it like the plague. But in the winter of 2009, I returned from Australia and it had snowed again. I was hunting for a good place to sledge with my friend. I suggested the Bathgate Hills would be a good place due to the height and there would be no shortage of snow. 
It was pretty late. We arrived at about quarter past midnight, headed up Carnpapple first. Once we were up, we realised quickly that the snow was way too deep. So we walked to the Carnpapple site to have a look. Once again, after leaving the fence and moving onto the field, something we couldn't see started to chase us. My friend was really frightened and started to run. And at this point, I remembered the previous encounter. I calmed her down and explained it had stopped in a second as soon as we got out of the area of the steps. We moved as fast as we could without losing the way to the staircase. We got back into the car. The snow was really heavy now and she pointed out footprints leading into the field that we'd just come out of. These were fresh footprints and caused us to become very scared. Whilst trying to leave the car, I got stuck approaching the knock hill and it took us a while to manage to get up the hill. I had to drive carefully due to the conditions and as we approached the knock hill again, there was a fresh footprint in the snow coming from the field and going into the car park there. These footprints looked like they'd been by someone running and after that, we were really shaken up. I shared my previous experiences with her and the next day we returned with a friend and retraced our steps. There were no animals in the field at this time and it was very peaceful. My friend that was speechless for the car journey back to Falkirk and never slept that night, but we still never returned. And I've been back, tried to go back a few times to try and understand. Now, one of the things that they might not have realised, um, and it only came to me as I was reading it, Carn Papple is an actual ancient burial site. Um, and to be up there kind of snowboarding and messing about it, that might be seen as quite disrespectful. And that energy that has moved them from that place could be the guardian of that site, which is one of the possible theories. It's um, an actual Neolithic henge. And it's an, there's an ancient legend up there, the Pictish brown men that come from the site. And one witness claimed that when he was a boy, to not only have seen one, but losing his coat to it in the process, he stated... I wanted to point out that during my childhood at a picnic on Cairn Papple Hill with my mother and brother, that my brother, who had gone off to play, had given his new coat to a brown boy on the hill, who subsequently disappeared with it. Now, both boys that day were out with their mother. One boy went off on his adventures and came back coatless, and when he asked his mother, he said he'd given his coat to a brown boy that he'd been playing with. Now, the line of sighting reports that we've just discussed run up to the 4th estuary and they then continue on from Picalda running northwards to Aberdeenshire. And I will bring you those reports in part two. You can also view the reports and more by visiting our blog or by accessing the sightings and reports map and you'll find the links below. Also, you'll see links to our podcasts and social media groups. If you have enjoyed this video, please subscribe, like or share. If you would like to join our community and help us investigate cases like these and others or have a sighting experience you would like to report or a case you would like us to look into, you can find my email address in the video description below. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate the support and I hope you enjoyed our content. Until next time, good night. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or 
Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.